Right, welcome back to House Jack City's Backstage. I'm your host, Rob Eggers, or as many know me as Dr. Bass. As we go right into the nightlife, putting you on the list, getting you VIP access as we go backstage. Today, I have in studio a very special guest, one half member of Drums of the Sun and Groove Cruise resident, and will be in Miami March 14th through the 21st for Winter Music Conference. Please welcome. Bam Bam Buddha. Put your hands together, everyone at home. Come on now. What's up, Bam Bam? How you doing, brother? Good. First of all, I appreciate you having me. I'm honored. You know, to be your second guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking yeah. forward to it. Hey, man. Thank you so much. I'm really glad you're here. And uh, we got a lot to cover today, man. We're going to be uh, talking about how Bam started, his influencers, and his favorite venues he has performed at. And uh, overall, uh, we're going to talk about how Drums of the Sun was born. And there's so much more to talk about. And at the end of the show, we're going to play a game called What If? But let's get right into it, man. Uh, how did it start, man? Where, where did Bam Bam Buddha come from? And when did you start um, playing as a musician? So Bam Bam Buddha started about 2001. So it's funny because I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. So I started playing the drums. I taught myself how to play the tabla, which is the Indian drums. I'm okay. Indian background. Sure. You know, and... Mm -hmm. uh, Taught myself how to do that and play, and then you know my mom and dad, when he was alive, used to tell me I'd crawl in the kitchen and pick out pots and pans and start banging on them when I was like six months old. <laughs> so I taught myself how to play the tabla when I was around three. Okay. And then and then did the whole elementary school, you know, junior high, high school, college, minor to music in college. I saw a drummer playing at a club when I used to go out all the time before I got in the scene at Circus in mm -hmm. Chicago. And I, circus. and I saw this guy playing the drums, and I was like, this is cool. I'm like, I could do this. I love house music, love dance music. So talked to a buddy of mine, got an opportunity to try it out, uh, this place in Mount Prospect. It was a Polish place, but I can't remember the name of it. My buddy Dorian owned it, but I remember his name. Can't forget his name. Shout out to Dorian. Yeah. So, you know, started and had an opportunity to play there, and then... You know, the kind of, it just kind of started there. You know, the name Bam Bam Buddha, though, came up uh, from my buddy Doug. So Doug was uh, like my first real supporter, roadie, groupie, came with me to all my shows before he moved to California. Uh, so he came up the name because they said I needed a stage name and I left mm -hmm. it up to them. I'm like, you know, why don't you come up with the name? So they they're like, well, 
how about Buddha when I was a lot bigger because they're like, you're the size of Buddha. I'm like, okay. That's kind of a dick thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, all right, whatever. And then uh, they came up with the Bam Bam Buddha or the Banging Buddha. Yeah. Uh, that was with options. And I'm like, yeah, Bam Bam kind of sticks. And they're like, well, you can go with Bam Bam. And I'm like, well, there is a DJ Bam Bam. That's true. So, yeah. but they're like, no, this is different. So I went with it. And then that's kind of how the name Bam Bam Buddha was born. Shout out to Dave, by the way. DJ Bam Bam, and uh, that's who he was talking about and referencing to, and that's that's an awesome story. Now, when I hear Bam Bam, I know we probably grew up with the cartoon, the Flintstones. Yes. That's all I hear is Bam, Bam, Bam. So I, I, I didn't, you know, before even asking you in the past how you got the name, I was thinking he, he had to go Flintstones. Had to. Had to, you know, but uh, that's an awesome story how you got that, man. Yeah, I, that came into mind. A little bit, you know, and I get that a lot of times. Bam, bam I have right? dressed up as Bam Bam from Flintstones you did? for Halloween a few times no that shit. I've played. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, I mean, a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, and I, I talked to uh, the audience last week on how me and G. Cavelli met. Uh, we talked before the show, like, we were trying to really pick each other's brains. How did we meet? It was like, oh, you know what? We met at Spy Bar. We don't, I don't know the exact year. I want to say it had to be around 2006, 2007. Uh, I was probably a buzz. That's probably when I went to uh, Spy Bar a lot because after Buzz, we we had a Spy Bar, and uh, JJ Flores, a good friend of ours, good uh, old JJ, good old JJ, uh, former Chicago guy. He used to do stuff with Steve Smooth, and uh, I have a lot of records from them, man. And then Bill, and Bill, um, great producer, great performer. JJ is one of the one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the industry. Um, I had the opportunity to DJ with uh, Steve and JJ at uh, Eclipse. And, I remember uh, Eclipse. Remember good old Eclipse in Crestwood, yeah, Illinois? I played, I played there a few times. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Good old Peter. Remember Peter? Yeah. He would not let you leave without taking vodka shots, I tell you. Him and his vodka. I got away. I got out of there because I had to drive. <laughs> you knew damn well if you stayed yeah. after hours, you were going to be drinking some vodka. But, um, no, we. Uh, so me and Bam met at Spy Bar uh, via JJ Flores and we started talking, man. And, uh, believe it or not, he actually performed with me at a couple of venues. We know of one, I know you, you performed with me a couple other times other than Martini. Mart yeah. It had to be Martini ranch. I think it was Martini ranch, but then I think we did somewhere in the suburbs, in the South yeah. suburbs too. So yeah, me and Bam, you know, when, when I played a set with Bam and his percussions, I mean, playing the drums is Freaking phenomenal, guys. Like, the energy is amazing. And uh, when Bam played with me, I know for a fact that Martini Ranch, when I was there in Chicago, so we played that, that venue quite a bit on Tuesdays, right? Was yeah. It Tuesdays? And um, <sighs> the energy, the vibe. I mean, to me, in my opinion, for the Crowbar people out there, you should have been a resident at Crowbar. I played at Crowbar a few times. I always wanted to be a resident there. You should have been it a resident. It just didn't work out. I know you played there, but you should have been a resident. I love that venue. That it's venue one was one of the best. And anyone that's Actually, from Chicago. The best. Anyone, the best ever in Chicago. Yeah. Anyone that's been in Chicago or has visited Chicago, lived here, went to Crowbar back in the day, that was the venue. That yeah. was the place to be every Saturday. And holy shit, uh, and Mark back then, Mark Stout, a friend of ours. Well, even before that. Terry and Val. Terry and Val, as we talked about on uh, episode one. I used to go there every Saturday bef when I was in college, mm -hmm. and right after college, before I started doing all this. Yeah. And people don't, a lot of people don't realize everyone knows Crowbar in Miami. Yeah. Even Crowbar in New York, but Crowbar originated here. 
That's true. It was yep. before that. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, oh, Crowbar Miami was the first song. I'm like, no, it originated in Chicago by Kenny and Cal. Mm. See, that, that's what we're talking about in the last show, too. We, we have to remind people where house music came from. You know, hey, Chicago. So Bam Bam Buddha started. You got the name. You're starting to get in the scene. Who are your influencers and what made you strive to do what you're doing right now? Well, and, and, and actually, when did it start completely? Like, when did you really, what year was it where you really say, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and see where it, it will take me. The sky's the limit. Mindset. When did that happen and who influenced you to do to do all that? Well, the influen- influencers start way before that as a musician, mm-hmm. you know, so my main influence and serve and still to this day is my mom. So That's my awesome. mom is a very well-known Indian classical m- musician in India. She's here now. She teaches uh, music still to this day, has her own academy here in, in the suburbs of Chicago. And um, she's almost 80. And oh, wow. she still practices two to three hours a morning. That's amazing. Still trying to improve herself. And she has a vocalist. She's got a range, like the lo- probably one of the biggest ranges you could ever hear. That's awesome. So, And she still practices every day. And that's motivating right there. Yeah. That's, but being that, being fortunate with the genes is, uh, being fortunate with the genes is to, you know, that's, it's a blessing. That's awesome, you man. Know? But then, Music-wise, you know, there's Neil Peart, you know, the drummer of Rush. God rest his soul. You know, yes. he just passed away. Um, and then Art Blakey, who's this amazing jazz drummer. I grew up, I used to play jazz all the time in high school. And then, even though people are not a favorite fan, probably, of the Dave Matthews Band, but the drummer, Carter Buford, is unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. The first time I saw him, I was blown away. I mean, there's other guys, you know. There's Stuart Copeland, the drummer for Police and the Sting, um, the drummer for Journey, uh, Steve Smith, and just amazing. One of the the most, like, generic names you'll ever hear, by the way, Steve Smith. Yeah, but as a percussionist or a drummer, you know, you hear that name, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But, you know, that's from, like, the music standpoint, but, like, from the club standpoint, you know, the, you know, got me more into, like, dance music, got me all this stuff. Carl Cox. To this day, my favorite DJ. Techno King, man. That's who I started out with on episode one where I went, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. I should have said, hey, that's Carl Cox, by the way. But if you are in the industry and I said Techno King, you know who the Techno King is. Everybody knows who the Everyone knows who Techno King is. And he's respected by all DJs of every genre. Speaking of him real quick, uh, on a a sub note here, did you see the, the YouTube video of the ending of Space? Did yep. you see that with Carl Cox? Yes. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Goosebumps, tears. Uh, if you're really into the house music scene, that really touches you. And it's very inspiring, too. Like, everything that Carl Cox have done, you know, where he's been, his dad that didn't think that, hey, this is a hobby, a stupid thing you're doing, you know, get a real job. And he proved his dad wrong. So... You know, music-wise, you know, Carl Cox, obviously, being here in Chicago, you know, Frankie Knuckles, you know, all... Rest in peace. Yep, definitely. And then, you know, all the old-school house DJs, you know. These guys are legends. Green Velvet, Gene Ferris, you know, 
I mean, I could go on and on and on. Paul Johnson, right? These guys are all legends of the games and still Great doing names, man. Still doing the strong. Name drops. Yeah, still doing the strong. And fortunate that these guys are all friends of mine. You know, been able to know these guys for years. So those guys, you know, their music, their influence. But, you know, the one guy I do have to give a big shout out to is the one guy that actually got me my main start, and that's Mike Z. So DJ Mike Z used to be part of Energy 92.7 and 5. You know, Jackie but used to run a la carte. Used yeah. to be the entertainment director with him and this guy, Jeff Newing. And how I got started in the city was in 2001, I, you know, I was playing these small venues in the suburbs, you know, barely making anything, but it was just, I was just getting my start, right? Yeah. And sent my resume over to Brad Altman. Brad he, Altman. He used to run White Star. Yeah. To this day, probably the best promoter Chicago's ever had, mm-hmm. ever. Like what he brought to the table, what he brought to the door, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, when you're walking away with $80,000 of cash at many big events at a nightclub. I think you're doing alone. okay. Yeah, you're doing yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I sent my resume to him. He passed it on to a la carte entertainment. They hit me up and they said, hey, you want to come into alumni club in Crystal Lake, which is what, an hour and 20 minutes or an hour away from Chicago? Sure. And had an audition, go in there. I play, the first song they put on is Sandstorm. I do. <laughs> oh, I start playing classic, and it's funny because five minutes into the song, not even he goes running to my buddy Doug and goes, mm. "What's he doing this Saturday night? Does he want to play at the biggest party in Chicago?" Which at that time was the Pimp and Ho Ball at White Star Lounge. No shit. And wow. I was like, "What?" So wow. that's kind of got started. He he's guided me a lot even to this day. Yeah, and. You know, him and Jeff Newing, you know, I'm forever grateful because they're the ones that got me my real start. I'm loving that Bam's here. I really, once again, appreciate him coming out and sharing his knowledge, his experiences, the upcoming events. He's doing it, guys. I've known him for many, many years, and, you know, I'm blessed to know him because he's inspirational to me personally for even doing this podcast. Same with G and a lot of others, which I will name in future episodes, but right now... It's all about Bam, and uh, thanks, man. I really once again, I want to thank you for coming on. The, you know, this my second ever episode of Backstage, and the knowledge and the experience—it's—it's it's amazing, man. Like this needs to be shared. I it appreciate has to. it. Appreciate yeah. you having me, man. It means a yeah. lot. Those words. And you know, um, we got a lot coming up. Once again, guys, thank you once again for listening to the House Jack City Podcast Backstage. I'm your host Rob Eggers, along with Bam Bam Buddha, my guy Neil over here. And we're going to be talking about so much more. We got a game that we're going to be playing later called What If. So he's a little nervous, but it's okay. A little scared. It's okay. You'll be fine. We got this. So let's get into what you're doing now, how Drums of the Sun started. How did it all begin? Like, how, how did you meet Lewis? So it's it's funny because I got booked to play Groove Cruise in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big shout out to Greg Bauer because uh, Greg used to be a resident on the Groove Cruise, his local Chicago DJ. Uh, he's the one that got me on. So, but when I was g- going on, it wasn't really set who I was going to play with mm-hmm. because I've a lot of guys that have been on Groove Cruise I have performed with. So, before. you so you didn't know Lewis at all? No. Okay. So, but it was funny because that New Year's Eve, about like three or four weeks before the cruise, I was playing an event with another level in Surreal. I was booked to play with uh, this DJ from Vegas. Lewis happened to be in the other room performing. 
but we didn't meet that night. So I saw the name, but we didn't meet. Okay. The next day, I was booked at Crescendo, and so was Lewis. In Chicago? Yes. No shit. So we met. We ended up playing, and we instantly clicked. That's awesome. So it was like, okay. But going on Groove Cruise, I didn't still know, okay, he got gave the green light. He's played with drummers in Miami, being in Miami. You know, he's used to it. So he we agreed, okay, we'll play together. But, you know, they had the option to play with some of the other guys that I've known from Chicago and a lot of other DJs from other cities I've played with in the past, too. But then as soon as we started playing, it just was something different. So, you know, we've been doing Groove Cruise every year since 2010. We came up the name Drums of the Sun in 2015. You know, and we've been fortunate. We've been doing a lot of a lot of shows together, and we've been traveling a lot together. And um, it's just with him. You know, I've I've been fortunate. I've played with hundreds of DJs over my career, but with him, it's different. Like we just have that connection. We don't we don't have to look at each other. We don't have to. We don't plan anything. We don't do anything. It's all improvised. It's always been like that. And I just go off his vibe. He goes off my energy. But when we play together, it's not about us. It's about the music and the crowd. And we want to make people happy and something memorable. And hmm. where there's just vibing. It's all about the vibe. When you guys are playing, okay, let's say, let's, let, let, let's move forward a little bit. The Groove Cruise. Is every single year different? Is it, you know, when, and what I mean by that, is it more powerful every year? Is it, uh, I don't want to say busy. But is the vibe different every year? It's every year has been different. I mean, it's grown. When we did it, it wasn't even a charter ship the first time. It was 300 people. No shit. On a regular cruise. Right in the beginning, huh? 300 in the beginning? Yeah. Well, I mean, this group cruise started before even then. Okay. A few years before I even did it. But I think. And they used to, it started with like 25 people, is what Jason Bukamo was. Holy cow. Wow. It's a small thing and it's evolved into chartered ships. So, okay, can, or be, before you continue, so t- I want to go to the 25 people. Let's talk about that real quick. 25 people in the beginning. So you're telling me you guys basically performed Not, in a bathroom type area? No, no, this is before I did it. This before is the, you did it. The first one, he just wanted to get a group of friends together and then had, like, DJs, and they just had a small party. And then it just built more and built more. And I could be wrong on the number, but it was small. Sure. But when we did it, it was only 300. And then... It grew, and then two years later, they did their first charter. Wow. That's and insane, man. It's But every year, for some reason, you know, my friends and our followers, and we've grown, we've become, with the Groove Cruise, it's a whole different ballgame compared mm-hmm. to this a regular gig because everybody becomes part of the Groove Cruise fam or the GC fam, as they call it, and they're loyal. They love and support you. They will travel everywhere. I mean, my birthday last year when we did Spy Bar, I had about 50 people fly in or come in from out of town on Easter weekend to come oh, nice. to come support Lewis and I at Spy Bar. Wow, that's and awesome. that was the most touching thing. I had friends of mine fly in and surprise the hell out of me. I didn't even know. Wow, that, that's even better. This is how amazing the Groove yeah, Cruise people are. That's right? awesome, man. And but it for us, it's it gets better and better and better. And this past Groove Cruise, we actually got the opportunity to host our own stage. Really? So we hosted our own wow. stage called the Drum Circle. So it was, we wanted to have that Burning Man feel and sure. and so forth, right? So we were set to do it on a Friday night. So they the way they set up, there's a whole top deck back. It was where they do the after hours. Sure. Uh, so we were, our party's from 8 to 12. And, you know, 
we had our we had a surprise guest on, and our surprise guest was Roger Sanchez. So we had his girlfriend Kristen, mm-hmm. Kristen Knight, great DJ, and then uh, we had Evan Mark before they uh, opened up the party for us, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. And you know, having Roger and Kristen on there was amazing. You know, Lewis and Roger actually have known each other since they were kids. You know, oh, wow, okay. I, I, I've gotten to know Roger over the years. Such a, I, I've seen pictures. Such a great, yeah. great, great guy. And he's good a guy. Big, I, I met him twice. Good guy. And he's a big supporter of ours, you know. And for them to perform for us was humbling, sure. you know. And they, they killed it. And then we went on. And what the difference was is that it wasn't like your actual drum circle, right, where people bring their drums and all those other things. We wanted that vibe. But I set up in the middle of the dance floor. Okay. And then we kind of took couches and kind of put them like outside and a little bit just to make it like blocked in like a circle. Mm. And it was insane. It was on a whole nother level. Like probably one of the, probably the best set him and I've ever done together. Oh shit. And I, and everyone asks like, what's your best set? What's your best set? But from what I hear from other people, I'm very picky. Sure. Like as a musician, I'm very critical about how I play. I'm always looking at how to way to improve. And, that, and you know what? And that's why you're succeeding. And everyone needs to know that is you are your biggest critic. And because then, you know what? At the end of the day, if you're making shit happen and you're feeling okay with it, but you know you need improvement, you're doing something great. And as a musician, you always are looking the way to improve. You're never going to be Absolutely. perfect. You're never going to be perfect. Damn that's, right. Mm-hmm. That's why my mom, almost at 80 years, has been doing this almost 70 five plus years and she's still learning and she's still trying to practice make herself better yeah so that's and that's amazing. the one thing she gets mad at me and that's one thing is like i don't practice enough which is true i don't so which i'm on myself and i'm getting better about it uh trying to improve but i'm always improving i'm always looking way to improve but like every year it gets better and better for us it's been getting better and better for us but that setting was perfect because it was actually the fir- it was a full moon that night Clear skies, and mm-hmm. it was a, it was I guess it was like a lunar full moon. Oh, okay. So it was like very auspicious and very you know, and just like to have that vibe and environment, you know. And now we're building off that. We're gonna start doing drum circle parties, and that's um, amazing, man. So we're starting to do all that. So we have a few of them come in. We're doing our, uh, we're doing a drum circle party at. We're hosting an event at music conference in Miami in a couple of weeks. Okay. At the Clevelander. And it's going to be a drum circle party. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too, here. I want to talk fully about WMCs, and we will segue into that momentarily. But um, why don't you tell everybody the schedule for WMCs, what you guys got planned, where you're going to be at, and your socials. And I'll be right back. So at WMC, uh, you know, we're doing three events. So we are doing uh, a kickoff party March 14th at the Delano, um, you know, with uh, the Deep House Brunch crowd with DJ Scotty Boy. Uh, we're doing a big event for that on the 14th, and then on the 18th, no, sorry, the 19th, Thursday, March 19th, we're doing another Deep House Brunch Miami Music so- Showcase uh, at the Gabriel Miami, uh, that's downtown Miami, it's a hotel over there, and then on the 21st, we are doing our own party at the Clevelander, so we have the Clevelander main pool Saturday night uh, with our drum circle party. Uh, with the whole set of DJs with, you know, details are coming out in the next few days. So I can't really announce it right now. Uh, but, you know, if you guys are going to be in Miami, hopefully you'll be able to come and see us. So myself, you know, Bam uh, Bam Buddha, B-A-M-B-A-M-B-U-D-D-H-A at Drums of the Sun. So that's my duo with Louis D. 
so Lewis and just I don't think I talked about this before. Lewis is actually from Miami, uh, so and I'm here. Everything so uh, with our socials, everything can be followed through Bam Bam Buddha or Drums of the Sun. We do have merchandise. We have our own store. So if you go to drumsofthesun.com, uh, there is a link to it. So we got T-shirts and hats. And I gotta say, our logo is pretty damn badass. <laughs> it is badass. I'm back. Hey, everyone, you're listening to the House Taxi Podcast backstage. I'm Rob Eggers, Dr. Bass, Drums of the Sun, man, taking over Miami here. As you heard just recently, he's going to be there from March 14th through the 21st at the Clevelander on the 21st. And we might have some news. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, we're in the works of getting the House Jack City podcast backstage down there as well. So stay tuned for that. Can't promise anything, but this is what we're talking about, the contract part of things. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that real quick. We'll segue into that contracts okay everyone's different and, and and me and g talked about this last week obviously we talked about handshakes we have handshake contracts hey man i've known you forever let me shake your hand here's the contract and then you get fucked over right well with things like what's happening now for miami is what we're trying to do on the house jack city part of things is we're working on a deal to try to get me down there at the clevelander for three days and we're going to interview everyone that's there. The club industry, the bartending staff, the management, even some people going on their vacations, coming to Miami from out of state, out of the country. I want to hear what they have to say. And, you know, and hopefully I'm there with you guys. I get cool. to do a live interview before and after the set and see how you're doing. I want a House Jack City pot, you know, I want a House Jack City backstage exclusive. Can I get that? Definitely. Can I get that? You're All there, right. then uh, definitely <laughs> Lewis and I would do it with you. I appreciate that, my friend. And uh, so, guys, a lot of things that we could talk about in contracts. And one thing, you know, Neil, listen, you know my story. We don't want to say names. We don't want to say the venue, but you know I got screwed over. I know. And It's a shame. It's a, it's a big, big shame. Because you never think this person would do that, right? But have you had any experiences like that? And how did you overcome that? It happened a couple times back in the day. You know, I got screwed over. They, you know, and even maybe a few years ago. So we had agreements. But then the numbers were bad. It was a slow night. And they used that excuse. Oh, I love that fucking It's excuse. always the excuse. Oh, well, we didn't it make enough a slow money. Night, so. Or the worst is they We didn't said, make enough money at the door. You didn't, you didn't bring enough people in which... Yeah. This is another thing we could talk about. Oh, because we will. we're not promoters. <laughs> we're uh, not. We're the talent guys. Remember that newcomers that are DJs. Yeah, we'll get into that. But you're the talent. So that's happened, and it it sucks. And I wouldn't work with them. And then they'd come back and want to book me again, and I'm like, okay, the only way we're doing it is we're doing a contract, and we're going to do a guaranteed regardless. Right. And and then I raised my price, and then they kind of balked, and they wouldn't do it. So I was like, okay. Cool. See you. Peace. And I'm like, no big deal because like I remember that and then word will get out. Sure. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's funny because those people that were promoting those things no longer promote. Because oh, I think, And they shouldn't be. Well, because I mean it's not because of that. I mean, I understand things happen, you know, whatnot, but just the way it was way it happened was bad. But then they did this to other people and I think they continuously did this to other people and that's what happened, right? And if you sure. continue to do that, and contracts are important, you know. I mean, there are certain people that I've worked with for years and I'm friends with with years. If they came to me and want to do a gig, they'll get 
as I call it, the homie discount. Sure, and then, sure. Hey, I do that shit too. So they'll get I the homie you. discount, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't have to worry about a contract because I know I'll get paid. Sure. So I'm not worried about it. And but you know, all other events, all other gigs, you know, definitely. I, I um, barely know you. All, I don't know how you run all, events. All contract. Pri- all because I do a lot of private events, mm-hmm. a lot of private events, and out of town gigs. Sure. You know contracts everything has to be contracts you know you have to make sure it's guaranteed you got to get your deposit if you're going out of town you got to do all that you know and, the, and for the newcomers i mean you know the one best way to do it you, just, you you make sure you call everything out in the contract oh even equipment even equipment so you got to do your tech writer and then you yeah. got to do your hospitality writer writers yep. so those are important you know don't go overboard and asking for bottles of 1942 and like five bottles of like tequila or vodka or whatever speaking of writers people are like what are writers like like a car no. no let's explain to the newcomers the you know they might not know what a writer is let's explain what a writer is real quick so it's and this is my understanding of it and i could probably be saying it wrong i'll but. back you i got you I know. so writers are more or less what you're expected to get mm-hmm. so there's two portions there's a technical writer which is the equipment that you need correct so it's you know in the contract so Lewis, for example, you know, he has his, the, at least a Nexus 900 or comparable and three CDJs. You know, myself, I need a monitor because as a musician, yes. I need like a six by six area for my drums or on you the stage. You have to. And then, you know, I need them to perform, uh, have a mic kit for me. Sure. You know, a mic kit, mic stands, you know, and that's part of the technical writer. Um, and that's kind of all we need, right? And then for them to have their production... For also part of it is, you know, I need to be there earlier in the club before, way before it even opens. Sound check. Do a sound check, set up mm-hmm. with their production engineer and make sure everything's good. Correct. I hate going before the club opens because if things are going wrong, you don't have time to fix it. Yeah. Like what happens if there's a, oh shit, this uh, thing isn't working, but we need to order it, but it's not going to be here for five hours. So one have of the, to make sure that's so I'll taken give you, care of. I'll give you a prime example of that. So I had a show in Dallas uh, about four years ago and I got there early and then we went to the club. You know, as soon as it, from the airport, they took me to the club. Okay. Set everything up. And then the one thing they realized is they didn't have, because they had the DJ booth in one end, about 30 feet away, 30 or 40 feet away where they're going to set me up. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have a long enough XLR cable to plug my mixing <sighs> oh, board in. shit. Go figure it. So cable. it worked out. So we were there early enough, right, in the morning where, okay, and the plan was they were going to take me out during the day. You know, see some of the spots. It was a Saturday during the day, and they do pool parties out there, which I wish Chicago would. But sure, right. Of course, Chicago won't. So they want to take me out there, and then they're like, okay, we're going to go to Guitar Center. We'll get whatever you got to get, and then we'll go back, plug it in, do the sound check. I'm like, that's fine. Best part of that, though, was in Dallas, the Guitar Center was right next to their only In-N-Out location. So they were going to take me out to dinner, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'll have dinner right here. So... But anyway, back you know back to the contracts. So and then that's one portion of it, right? And then the other portion is your hospitality rider. So it's you know what you want to drink, you know whatever your drink of choice. As newcomers, don't go overboard. Be humble about it. You know. Sure. I mean, there's people that go crazy with ours. Ours is pretty standard. All right, so let's get into it. Support system, man. Family, friends, and girlfriend. So let's talk about the support system. So I have an amazing support system. You know, my family. You know, my mom, as a musician, truly supports it. Uh, you know, she knows my passion. She knows my love. You know, that's why she's always on me, as a mom should be. On me for everything, but that's my mom, and like any mom. That's why you love her. Uh, but, you know, she's always supporting me, and she's, you know, 
she's asking me, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you, you know, make sure you have everything covered when you're traveling, right? I learned a lot from her experience too. So, and then which doesn't just tie into the nightlife experience per se. You know, my friends, my my friends, like some of my best friends, they come out all the time. They support me. Um, you know, in Chicago, I don't play a lot as I used to. And, you know, I kind of do that purposely as well. You know, Bad Boy Bill told me a long time ago and it stuck with me. The less you play in your hometown, the more appreciated you get. Oh, for sure. And I, that, that, that's great advice. Great advice. Because Groove Crews, you you guys have to yeah. be killing it, man. But I also have to balance because I do work full time. So I have sure. to do that too. Right. Mm-hmm. So full time job is uh, priority. And then the music is the passion. That's the job. This is the passion. You said something great there. You got the full-time job, responsibilities to live life. What's going for you 100% at this time? Then you follow the passion. You're not making that a second option. You're not making an option. Nope. It's a different entity. Yeah. That what you got going on in your normal life, but your dream life is also there. Yeah, it's there. I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have that. Guys and girls, you know what that creates? Happiness. 100%. Balance. Life understanding humble remember that you're listening to the house tech city podcast i'm your host rob eggers aka dr bass what's next for bam bam buddha and then uh where do you see yourself in five years i guarantee you had that freaking interview before right yes where do you see yourself in five years all the time growing up (laughs) and then what's the end game for bam um we're, we're still sticking with the support system your family great friends and then the girlfriend you have a girlfriend Yes, quite an amazing girlfriend. And you're very happy. Very happy. And I'm very happy for I you. I pr- appreciate it. Yeah. And I just want to let everyone know off the air, because I know your girl's going to be listening, and this is true, true story, talking about you off the air. He's so happy. He gloats when he talks about you. And uh, I think you called before the show. Yes, you did. So putting you out there, sorry, didn't mean to put her out there, but it, it, it's great, <laughs> she'll, man. She'll love it. It's great. She she called you. She told you have a good show. I, I, I can hear the love, and uh, that's all that matters, man. She's amazing. And and you need a good support system. This is what we're talking about, guys and girls. Listen, support system, very important in this industry alone. If you're a musician, producer, DJ, anything to do with the club industry, you have to have a support system. They have to understand why you're doing this. Yeah. They have to see your passion. And does she see that? She sees it 1,000%. She's my biggest supporter. Awesome. So, next to my mom. That's so, awesome. I mean... She's right there. Do you want to talk about how you guys met? Sure. Go for it. Let everyone know. I'll make you another drink. Okay. I got you. And by the way, what, what Bam is drinking is vodka with pear sugar-free Red Bull. Are you kidding me right now? So good. The shit is good. I'm going to have to take some Z-Cola to go to bed tonight. <laughs> it's really good, but go ahead. But I got to say before that, your setup in here with the liquor selection is impressive. Thanks, man. If I didn't have to I'll drive... It's all hers. I can't take full credit for that. It's all my girls. Yeah, it's uh, quite impressive with some nice Don Julio bottles, uh, some good select uh, scotch. Even Lewis's favorite, uh, Shivas, he drinks that. I don't know how. Well, make sure you take a picture of that and send it to him. I will. He loves that. Ugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, the girlfriend portion. So. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So I met Jen on Groove Cruise, actually, uh, a little over a year ago. Um, we actually met the year before briefly for a second. Uh, it was just like quick hello, and that was it. So we actually met 
couple days before the Groove Cruise, I was actually staying at a buddy's house. I was going by myself. He rented out this big mansion, had a bunch of other Groove Cruise people there. She was there. Um, we were messaging each other because I was the only person she kind of knew. Showed up to the house at the same time, asked her if she wanted to go get a couple drinks, and then we just hit it off. And then we were kind of attached to the hip. And then, so we have seen each other since every month. So she does not live in Chicago. She lives in California. So, you know, we have the long distance, but we make it work. And she's quite amazing. We celebrated our one-year anniversary on this past Groove Cruise. Amazing girl. All my friends love her. Uh, makes everybody happy around her. And she's my biggest support system, always pushing me. She's even, she even gets on my case about, are you practicing? So she does that a lot. Which is good. I really appreciate that. Awesome story, man. I love the support system. You have a great support system. I do. But now, let's talk about your favorite DJs in Chicago, favorite DJs and producers you like to listen to, and then the favorite DJs and producers who you performed with. So hopefully all my friends are going to listen to this, and if I don't say your name, I apologize in advance. I kind of getting put on the spot. I'm here. sorry. So Hey, man. You it know, happens. it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it so, happens. This is what this podcast is all about, right? So, That's right, baby. So, um, you know, you know, you got your old school cats. You know, Gene Ferris, Paul Johnson. You know, Cashmere, aka Green Velvet. Sure. Um, you know, there's my boy Anthony Atala. You know, who's uh, started DJing. Shout out to Anthony Atala. Now he's in Chicago. Um, we know each other from Groove Cruise. Uh, you know, you guys, you got like Chicago standards like DJ Infinity, Spy Bar Residence, um, you know, Victor R, who's been around for a long time. I love their style. Yes, he is. Um, and then you got newcomers like my boy Adam Freck is upcoming DJ. I love hearing him play. Um, RV Mala, you know, he's uh, with Good Look Chicago. I love his sound. Um, and then you got, I even got to give shout out to some of the open format DJs that I appreciate, you know, Dante, Flipside. My boy Bliss, you know, KJ, you know, Lee Michaels, these guys are doing it, doing it right. So, and then, of course, you, you know, Dr. Bass. Oh, shit. So, of course, brother, <laughs> you know. Thanks, man. So, Appreciate but, you. know, you. there's there, and there's so many Chicago DJs that aren't even in Chicago anymore, but, you know, they're still Chicago. Mark Stout, JJ, Calendar, you know, Calendar still plays. He lives in Detroit, you know. Sure. But these guys, I mean, yeah, there's so many, right? So many guys out there oh and i can't forget one guy who i've done a lot of gigs with is henry castro oh okay so right. R rj man i'm gonna keep on going i'm gonna go and so we're gonna have to stop on oh that. keep going man so whatever with rj yeah rj pickens you know i can't all these guys you know good great, old vision times back in the day yeah, right great friends yeah you know, all these guys are good friends mm -hmm. of mine you know and respect what they do and producing dj and wise they're all killing it a very iconic building too excalibur vision back in the day yeah came castle and then what else is it Tao now? No, it's Tao. Tao, yeah. That place is uh, unreal. That building is amazing. Yeah, what they did to it is awesome. So for those that are in Chicago or going to visit Chicago and you love the nightlife, yeah. head over to Tao. Yeah. And then RJ's also has his vested label, right? His vested party. Mm -hmm. So which is funny because I actually, the last time I went to Miami Music Week Winter Music Conference was mm -hmm. about 2014, maybe 2015. Around that time, and the party I played was I did the Chus and Ceballos yacht party where I played performed with Chus and Ceballos. Oh, no shit. And RJ was a, was a big part of that and getting me on with them. I mean, I've known these guys before that, 
but the opportunity to do their event, play their stereo productions, yacht party, and being able to perform with them. So international. I mean, everyone has an international DJ. Mine's Kreider, straight up. Oh, and, right, and everyone right. that knows me, I was with Kreider back in 2018. What a phenomenal time. Was with him twice. Invited me to Hollywood, man. That's awesome. Came out to Avalon. He gave me VIP. I was all on his rider, man. And I tell you what, it was a. I'm sure that's got to be a crazy experience letter. of a lifetime, man. It, 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 it. He's part of. He's amazing. A, he's another reason why I'm, I'm getting back in this industry. That's awesome. Another reason I'm here sitting with you today, talking on a podcast about the industry backstage, baby. You know, I, I, I can't say enough about Kreider, man. He's a big influencer for me. Someone that I look up to internationally, and he's all over the globe. Has a great radio station every week, every Wednesday, Criteria Radio. Shameless plug for him, but he fucking deserves it, man. He's doing it right now. He's killing He's it. He's great. He's killing it. So let's get into that for you. Your international DJ producer, host. Who's your favorite international DJ? Man, there's way too many names, So, but I think people will get a good sense of the type of music I love listening to. I've been told I am kind of a music snob, but I do appreciate <laughs> all genres, all types of Hell music. Yeah. Not the biggest fan of hip-hop, but... Um, Old school rap, old school hip hop, right there with you. Absolutely though. love it, but right there with you. The new stuff, no. no. But mumble rap, yeah, get out of here. No. But you know, I'm more. I'm a very big house, tech house, and techno guy. I mean, a lot sure. of the stuff that I do, I perform with DJs. Tech house, with baby. Yeah. A lot of our sound with Jones of the Sun is a mix of house, tech house, and Latin house. But you know, favorite international DJs. I mean, number one, we talked about this earlier. Carl Cox, my yeah. favorite of all time. Oh, actually, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And I'm going to give a plug to Radius Chicago right now, like Go the newest it. club that just opened up Chicago. It's not a club, actually. It's a concert venue. Uh, I went to the friends and family last night, and it is massive. How was that, man? It was. It's amazing venue. Awesome. Massive, 50,000 square feet, 6,000 people capacity. Holy shit. It's, it's like three times the size of Echo Stage, which is like one of the biggest concert venues in the country in D.C. Oh, shit. So I was blown away. Massive production and the sound system is unreal. So Carl Cox is playing there next Friday. I don't go out a lot anymore. Yeah, I I'm more of a homebody unless I'm performing. It's rare. I am not missing that show. It's his first time back since 2014. So I mean, there's Carl Cox, but as I mentioned before, I mean, there's guys. I mean, I love Claptone, Chust Ceballos, Local Dice, Nick Fanchuli, Solardo, Solardo, man. I love yeah. Solardo. Like I love what they're Solardo. doing, their production is on point. My boys, Camel Fat. Did you just say Camel Fat? Yeah, those are my boys. I'm ex- what? Got to meet them on the cruise on Groove no Cruise way. years ago. A lot of these guys have been fortunate doing the Groove Cruise all these years. I've been able to become like pretty good friends with a lot of them. Big shout out to so, Camel Fat, man. They are killing it right now. Yeah. Like, if you guys heard any of the House Jack City podcast mix show uh, portion, you heard a lot of Camel Fat. Yeah, for sure. Breathe. Probably one of my favorites. Great track. Love that track. So, I mean, even other friends of mine, Proc and Fitch. Yeah, know, Proc and Ro- Finch, baby. Roger. Tech House, you know, all the way. Murillo. Murillo, Eric Murillo. Like all Roger the, Sanchez. I love all their music, production, and then, you know, the tour room boss. Mark Good Knight. old tour room, baby. Mark, Mark Knight. Knight. But, you know, then you got your, I love my underground DJs as well. Yeah. Like I said, Loco Dice, Paco and Suna, you know, all these guys, you know. Dubfire, Nicole, the Queen of Techno. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah. my my playlist, like on Spotify, when I listen to it, is all tech house and house. That's all. That's Get all awesome. it is. It's mainly. Oh, and then the last one I'm gonna say is 
probably the most technical, one of the best technical DJs ever out there, and the producers is Eric Prince. Yes. Yes. So. Absolutely, man. And he goes by Sirius D as well. Yep. So, I mean, people are like, why is there DJs, producers out there with aliases? I mean, well. They can do it. That's this why. It's a different type of genre because Sirius D is just techno. Exactly. And Dave Guetta, um, everyone knows him commercially, right? Com- commercial house now, he's known yeah. as. But then he goes to, you know, Jackback. That's his tech house. Yeah. Alias. I mean. I used to love his old production. The house music scene is dying out here. And we talked about that on episode one. But I want to hear your, you know, what what are your thoughts? Is the whole industry dying for the electronic dance music industry? I don't know if it's dying per se. Chicago only. Now, I'm not saying okay. the world because Europe, it's killing it. Killing it out there. I'm talking about Chicago where it's born. Is it dying out here? I'm not sure if it's dying fully, but I think it's not where it should be. Compared to like some other cities like New York, you know, but I heard the club scenes out there are kind of dying as well a little bit, but you know, you got great venues, spy bar, sound bar, smart bar. Yeah. They are consistent. You know, sound bar obviously mixes it up with trance and other genres where all spy bar house tech house. Um, smart bar is all house tech house. Right. But I wish it was more. Oh, let's put it that way. I wish it was more. I love listening to house music. I do it. Um, you know, as I said, a lot of people do one-offs and other parties, which are great. They do good. But, yeah, being the birthplace of house music, I wish more clubs, a lot of the bigger clubs would have more house nights. Better understanding of the art. Yeah. You know. not eat, and, and let me differentiate. I'm not talking about EDM, right? Because, you know, a lot of these venues bring in the big EDM DJs. But I'm, like, talking, like, house and tech house. Right, or going to like Chicago House. A lot of these DJs come in and they 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 know the history. They pay their respects, sure, and they'll even throw in some good old house in their sets. Let's talk about residencies. So Spy Bar was also one of my first residencies back in the day. So along with White Star, White Star was the first, and then I think one other club I got a name in Chicago was definitely Vision. So oh Vision, yeah, Vision was my second residency. So I, I did White Vision. Star. On Saturdays, every other week, and then I would do Vision on Fridays uh, for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those clubs, you know, in Chicago, Chicago standards. I mean, if I talk about current clubs, you know, Prism's an amazing venue, right? And then um, Soundbar. Soundbar's been around, I think, almost 20 years, too. Oh, yeah. So sure. I think they're coming up their 20-year anniversary. That's a great venue. Uh, I've played there a couple times. So... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of new places that are coming up. You know, rooftop lounges are great. You know, I love every summer playing at a state, the rooftop. <sighs> love the rooftop with the back, the whole skyline in the background. Yeah. You know, no sound ordinance, which is kind of nice. I would love to DJ there, one so, one time, one one time. So we'll make it happen this summer. So you know, those are some of the Chicago ones. I mean, I'd be like. There's so many I can name internationally, but I mean, there's or nationally and internationally, but some that stand out off the top of my head are Fur in DC. Um, that's not around anymore. So Fur uh, used to do their big, I think it was Spun Day back in the day and all these other things. Um, you know, Avalon in LA. So uh, quite a few venues in Vegas that I've performed at. I mean, what's um, Wet Republic was great. Um, Got to play at what was the rehab at Hard Rock? Yeah, it was rehab. 
at Hard Rock. Hard Rock's no longer there, but yeah, Rehab Pool was cool. Yeah. That's a great venue. Um, you know, did this Go Pool at the Flamingo. We had, uh, we did a whole year, we did a couple of shows there a few couple of years ago. Um, that was a cool venue. Um, that one year, like crazy packed venues, you know, kind of like what Encore and um, like Tao Beach Club or whatever, you know, what Republic are, but uh, it was awesome. Sound system, everything. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, 11 in Miami, got to play on their rooftop. I when, love 11. When they had the rooftop. Yeah. You know, and then, but if I, if, I'll also throw in my favorite venue to go to anywhere. And I still call this the mecca of nightclubs in the United States is space in Miami. Oh, yeah. But I'm not talking about downstairs. I'm talking about 4 a.m., 5 a.m. sunrise on the rooftop terrace. <laughs> but back in the day, it was when it was open air. Yeah. Which was amazing. Now they have it enclosed. It's still got the same feel, but that's like the mecca. That's actually my like dream gig to play the space terrace mm. after ours. Do it, man. Hopefully one day. Hey. Coming soon. Yeah, hopefully. Coming soon. Drums of the Sun. That would be amazing. Space. Miami. Oh, that'd be the dream. Newcomers. What do newcomers need to do? Always stay humble. Always listen to... If if you're able to meet with some of the people that were on there, listen to their advice. Always ask them for advice. How do they do it? What are we doing? You know, if you become friends with them and get to know them, be like, hey, can you take a listen to this? If you have a minute, can you give me some feedback? Right? biggest mistake a lot of these young guys do they go up to the people at the club and they like hound them like djs they'll hound them hey can i get a picture or that, that pictures are fine but hey here's my card i'm a producer can you listen to my music and then they'll like hound them hound them or if they message them on instagram oh i sent you this stuff you know can you listen to it i've seen it with friends of mine like i'll hang out with my friends that are coming in you know some of the big name djs and I, I, I see these guys bounding them, and some of them are like, hey, can you get that guy away from us? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it here, right? And, you know, there's always a time and place for that. Like, if you want to be like, hey, can I send you some demos? You know, be like, you know, they'll tell you their email. Just put in your phone really quick. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll send I'll send you some. If you get a chance to listen to it, it means a lot. Leave it at that. Yeah, and don't don't be up their ass. Don't be up their ass. Don't try to hound them. Don't try to be in the DJ booth. Don't try to do this and that. Don't try to like ask what their songs are playing or try to look into the CDJ, see what they're playing. Because I've seen DJs, I've seen people do that. The only time you acknowledge a DJ that's playing, if they acknowledge you. Exactly. So my I've had this issue as a performer. People come up to me, like my friends know the rule. Like five or ten minutes before I play, I don't want to talk to anybody. Because I'm, as a musician, I You have learn. to be in the groove. And I, I, that's my time just yeah. to let me get, let me get focused, get in the zone, right? And so I always tell people, I'm like, this, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'll talk to you afterwards. But yeah, this, I'm about to perform. What is Bam Bam Buddha's main focus right now? So the biggest thing is the focus has been Drums of the Sun. So uh, our focus has been Drums of the Sun, uh, just building our duo, building our brand. You know, we've gotten it to a level which is good, but it's not where we're even close to where we want to be. So right now our focus is producing. So I've done one track in the past. I've worked with a few producers in the past. And one track went really, really well back in the day. Um, so we got a lot of plays, but the other ones really never went anywhere. Um, you know, we have a lot of tour, we have a lot of shows coming up this year. Um, 
so things are getting finalized. We have things in place. We're not allowed to announce yet um, until the venues announce. So, you know, as I mentioned, our socials before, stay tuned to the socials and you'll see where we're coming, hopefully to a city near you. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of our main focus. That's been my main focus right now, just building our brand, building Drums of the Sun. You know, I'm still doing individual uh, gigs here and there uh, in Chicago, sometimes with Lewis as Drums of the Sun, but I'm also doing private events. Uh, corporate events, weddings, uh, as Bam Bam Buddha. So, do keeping myself busy. Where do you find yourself in five years? Great question. I do feel like I'm in a job interview, but you know, as a job interview, I'll be right on point. You're putting me on the point, but that's part hey, of man. this. This is part of this. It's been like this all day, so it's cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the fun. I, I'm I actually, love it. I'm actually enjoying it. Where are you going to see yourself in the next five years, <laughs> Mr. Neil? Please. <laughs> be uptight sitting uptight right so anyway in five years you know musically you know continue and build the drums of the sun brand so we want to sure. what as i mentioned before our focus and i don't think i've actually mentioned this before but our focus is production right yeah so you know hopefully by that time we'll have a lot of songs out right a lot of tracks out hopefully getting some play and the biggest thing is we we just love to perform so hopefully be traveling more internationally you know more nationally and being touring a lot more so and on top of that, you know, still working, doing my job, you know, uh, do I see myself where in five years? Do I, I mean, I'm in senior project management right now. Ideally, my corporate world, I've always wanted to be sure. at executive vice president level. So we'll see where it takes me. We're coming to the end of the House Jack City podcast with special guest Bam Bam Buddha. I can't thank him enough for coming on. You can follow the House Jack City podcast on Facebook at the House Jack City podcast. So, let's end it proper with a game called What If. So, what if you lived anywhere in the world? Where, where, where would you live? If I lived anywhere in the world, could it be like as a retirement? Whatever be, you want. I would want to go to like Bali. Okay. I'd go to like just live in one of those water huts. Oh, shit. And just right in the ocean and just live there. And if I got to go for gigs, I got to go for gigs. You know? That's where you want to end up. That'd be amazing. They're Barbados. I've never been to Barbados, but like, you know, Caribbean or, you know, Bali. That'd be great. That's awesome. I think that's my, I'm going to go with that. That's my final answer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Last question. What if you started your life all over? What would you do differently? So if I started my life all over, what would I do differently? Wow. Right. Very deep. I would have started producing and learning how to produce immediately, being in the scene. Even though I'm a musician, but starting to work with producers more. I did it a few times, but I would have tried to spend more time on that uh, because that would have helped a lot more where I'm at. You know, I, it's not about the fame. You know, I, it, for me, doing this is about the love. You know, I love performing. I love making people happy. I love making them smile. And that's one of the biggest things that I love to do. Right. And that's especially with Drums of the Sun. That's what we are. You know, it's about making people happy. Uh, my girlfriend said it best. She's like, you make everybody smile and happy around you when you guys are performing together. And that's that's the goal. We want people to be enjoying it, enjoy the moment, be happy, a welcoming vibe and so forth. So, you know, definitely production wise, I wish I was there earlier. And then actually I wish I would be practicing every day like I did through college. You know, high school, college, I would practice two, a couple hours a day. And I wish I continued that 
because there was times where I didn't and I was performing a lot. So that was like my time where I'd play and, you know, with the job and so forth. But, you know, there's no more excuses. I will make time no matter what. I just want to thank Bam Bam Buddha for joining me here on the second ever episode of House Jack City's Backstage. Man, it's been a good time. It's been fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the knowledge. Appreciate all the stories, uh, your influencers, and I know your girlfriend, your mom, and all your friends are very proud of you and happy. And, uh, man, it's been a great show. Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone once again, before we end the show, where you're going to be at Miami. So we're doing a few events at the Delano, the Gabriel Hotel, and then we're hosting our own drum circle party at the Clevelander on Saturday, March 21st in the evening at the main pool. That's going to do it here on House Jack City's Backstage. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rob Eggers. We'll see you next time.